Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined, as always, by my scrum umptious friend, J.W. Crewall. <laughs> Mr. J.W., how's it going? It's going pretty well, Riley. How are you? It's going great, man. It's going great. Uh, any, any, uh, any new news in the world of Riley? New news? Um, not particularly new. Um, I've been reading a new book recently. Um, if you've been listening to the cast, you, you heard me reading that thousand-page tome last month, and my goal for the year was to read a book every month. I'm reading the sequel, the 1,100-page tome this month. <laughs> Um, and it's been really good so far. I've stayed up kind of late the last two nights reading. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Reading is always something I'm like, yeah, I should, I should do that more. And then, and then TikTok calls Yeah, and I just, you know, spend my, spend my free hour just scrolling. Yeah. And I, I kind of have like a very regimented day went on a work day. Usually, um, honestly, like the Wednesdays when we record (laughs) is one of my most breakaway days from that regiment where you know i wake up i work i go to the gym and work out come back i make dinner and eat said dinner and then i'm, I'm like done you know <laughs> and so by the time yeah. i go through all of that and then like also start reading it gets kind of late and uh you know then it just bleeds in the next morning where i'm tired but <laughs> so sure kind of a messy process there sure i hear you i hear you yeah i also I don't know if I mentioned this on the cast yet, but I have resolved to growing out my hair. Um, I think I did mention it briefly. My goal is to look like Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan with his man bun. Okay. So yeah. that's like what I'm shooting for right now. I was just watching this cool video. It has nothing to do with your hair, but it was about Attack on Titan where they made like IRL swords. Oh, that's cool. You know how you get yeah. like the breakaway swords or whatever. I, th- I might have seen that too. Yeah, I that was pretty. Epic I love for those sure. like weapons channels. I guess that like make all the fantasy. <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? You know. Yeah, yeah, no, like they do like the lightsaber. Have you seen that one? Yeah, like had, lightsaber, like, twenty million Thor, views, or Thor's hammer, ridiculous. like all those kinds yep. of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I always wonder when they're making them. Like, where do they get their money? Like, is <laughs> it can't just be off YouTube? Like, ad- I mean, maybe it can. I just. The that videos seems are, like are a, sponsored, aren't they? Usually by like something. Oh, uh, maybe they're sponsored. Yeah, but where do they get like the initial funding? Like, is it just two guys in their garage and then they? I imagine they, a lot of these things and... kind of start as like passion projects, right? Or like maybe mm-hmm. they just have a lot of extra steel or something, so they make a gotcha. a, a mule near, and then it's like yeah. that blows up, and people are like, oh, there's a market for this content. Like, let's sponsor sure. this or whatever. Sure. I don't know. Ah, uh, that could be fair. Yeah, okay. it's a perfect. Perfect video to drop like a manscaped ad in or something. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> what about That's you funny. though? What's been going on? Well, it's just been a lot of coding, and uh, I've been managing to fit in some Players Cup tournaments, and then we've been looking at houses. So, if you've been following any of my other content on YouTube, you'll know about the house hunt. We've actually put in three separate offers on three different houses, and they've all been. Uh, one was over the asking price, and it just got rejected. Uh, somebody else like went higher than we did. Um, the other one, they were asking like a little much and we just couldn't come to terms. And then the last one that we just saw, my wife is really upset 
well, not not upset. She's a little disappointed. Um, but there was this, it was basically just a wide open um, a wide open living room that like went right into the kitchen. So there was no kind of divider. And then there was a vaulted ceiling. So we could have put like a loft above the kitchen. Uh. And she was really excited for, you know, what the space could do and how we could host people and things like that. But it ended up apparently selling for like way more than comparable houses in the area. So it just wasn't, yeah, it was like 10,000 or or 15,000 more than comparable houses in the area. And we thought we put in a competitive offer, but you know, it's just when you're going against people that are willing to spend, you know, 15 more than you, it's going to get a little difficult. So I, I think that's true for a lot of things. Uh, yep. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. So it's been fun. We've had, you know, it's our first kind of home. So uh, we're hoping to actually buy a home within, I don't know, six months. There's like a tax credit in Ohio that we can take advantage of if we're less than four years out of a master's degree. So it like time is of the essence. We could get a little <laughs> bit of money back. So we're, we're, we're on the hunt and we got a good realtor who's really, you know, looking out for us and knows what we want. So we're hopeful. Well, I wish you the best of luck in that endeavor. I mean, we got some comments in chat, even alluding to the housing market being a little bit crazy right now. Well, and, and the thing is, I mean, it's hard to say when it's going to go down, you know, that's the, that's the problem right now. It's just that this might be the lowest, you know, it's certainly going to be the lowest, um, the lowest interest rate that we'll probably ever be able to get. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. We should have bought a house like six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very sensible time to buy a house. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) So anyway, on to Pokemon, we've had, of course, players cup two or players cup three, excuse me. That has been, you know, a topic, on Twitter, a topic on Facebook groups, and uh, certainly something that I have thought a lot about. Um, Riley, I know that you haven't really played too many keys, but kind of walk me through like your very, very limited experience, and then maybe I can chat about where I'm at in the process. Yeah, so I, if you listened last week, I was intending to get like 30 keys done this last weekend, really just go through most of them. and I never really got in the zone. And so I started playing a couple of games on Saturday, which was my intended, like, sit down and go through my keys day. Um, and I was playing Pikram, you know, true to my word. And I hit an ADP and, you know, all of a sudden just everything falls apart. Like, you know, whiffing switches, whiffing energies. And, like, I, and I'll take responsibility. There's probably things I did wrong within there, like contributing factors. Um, but it just was a little bit short and that was just super frustrating the game was really tilting um so i took a quick break refreshed my mind uh you know we you ta- i talked about the other week how like you shouldn't go tilted into your next game um yeah so i refreshed i came back i won my first round pretty handily with peak um and then the next round i played I think it was a colossal it was like some fighting deck i could pull up my google doc but it was a fighting deck of some sort uh, it might have even might have even been excadrill i think it was like more rogue than colossal um but it was some like miserable matchup and the mewtwo's didn't get me there and <laughs> so i'm just like man now i'm extra tilted because i just took this break and i came back and this was also terrible so yeah, I think it was either two or three keys where I'm just like, I need to stop for the day. I'm just going yeah. to be frustrated if I play more Pokemon. 
uh, you know, I'll yeah. recenter myself and try it again later. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, like I was just talking about, my work days usually run kind of long and kind of late um, by the time I go through all my routine. Um, so I haven't played a lot during the week. I do intend to get through that 30 this weekend and then kind of just plow them out from there. Um, so I'm still intending to get them all done, obviously. Um, but that really rough start. <laughs> I, I, see, with Players Cup 2, I had like good momentum at the start. So when I ran into like those rougher yeah. games, right, like I had that yep. energy to carry me. Uh, but when you start off really, it's kind of like going 0-1 or 0-1-1 in a tournament. And you're just like, yeah, do I yeah. even want to continue this? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I felt. And granted, I've been sure. 0-1-1 and like made day two. <laughs> so, so yeah, like, right. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not really actually that bad. You know, I've had tournaments very similarly to that where it's like you start off Oh two, you're in the pits, but then you just kind of ride it and, uh, and make it on. So yeah, certainly anything can happen. And I mean, it, you have 50 keys, right? So you can <laughs> definitely plenty, go on a heater. I mean, I have plenty of keys left, right? Like I could like, yeah. get well over 200 points if I just win every game. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just so. win forehead. But uh, tell me about your games. Well, it's been it's been great. I mean, Players Cup two was a nightmare. I, I will just say that I felt discouraged. I felt extremely um, kind of at a loss for what to do. I wasn't really vibing with any deck. I was kind of switching between ADP and Pikaram and Luke Metal, and it just nothing really stuck for me. And I was I don't know, maybe didn't play as well as I could have, and I don't know, just a lot of things. And then. Sure. I made it my goal this Players Cup to just be very diligent about at least controlling what I could control and just saying, hey, I'm going to I'm going to push aside. You know, I'm going to every every instance of a bad matchup or every instance of bad variants or bad prizes. Like, I'm just going to push that aside. What I can control is going to be just in-game mechanics and sequencing and then checking prizes for every single game. And that's kind of given me like tangible um, proof, I guess, that I have been doing all that I can to win the games. And so um, it's it's paid off so far. I'm on a like a very nice clip um, expecting, with, with the clip that I'm at, I'm expecting to hit 130 points right now. I got my nice little spreadsheet up, but uh, 20 keys played and at 2.6 points per key. So I'm at 52 total go. points. I was kind of setting that goal of hitting 100. I felt like 100 if I could hit it, I'd feel very confident about making it into the next day. Um, and I, I still think that that's probably true. I feel like the lowest that we've seen is in like the 60s. I think that's the cutoff right now for top 256. So if I can make it to 100, feeling great. I'm on pace to hit 130, which would be amazing. So yeah. um, it's been it's been a really nice tournament so far. One of my weaknesses, I guess, one of my strengths has been that I've made it out of the first round in every tournament except two so far. So I've won the first round in 18 of the tournaments. I felt like for me, that was something that didn't happen a lot in the last Players Cup where I was losing a lot in the first round. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what I could attribute that to, and I don't know why I can attribute this success in this Players Cup. But for some reason, I've just been winning the first round, which has been a huge like boost of confidence because I could walk away from the tournament being, being like, okay, I get you know, one point from it, right? That's, that's just yeah. nice. And then um, the on the flip side of that, the struggle for me has been losing in the finals. So I've made finals in 12 of the 20 keys, but I've only won five of those. And so obviously I'd rather take 
you know, a finals win than making it out of the first round because it's, you know, an additional point essentially. But it just seems like when I get to that finals matchup, I'm going to attribute that to variance. Um, but I just right. haven't been able to convert as much as I'd like to in the top two. So, well, I mean, 2.6, that's a pretty good ratio there. I mean, yeah, that's well on pace to, to hit that hundred point goal that we keep talking about. Um, talk to me about, you know, tracking prizes. First off, I'm curious, like, what's your mechanism to do that? Do you use any of like the software? Do you take physical notes? Do you just keep them in your head. And second, like, how do you plan to translate that into real life play, depending on you know how you do that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, in tournament play and in real life play are very different in terms of tracking prizes. It's very easy. It's very easy in an online setting to, to find those prizes because everything is it's not jumbled. You know, everything is right there kind of where you need <laughs> it. So, um, yeah, I've, I, I think that this would be a skill that uh, at least a habit of something where I like, I'm going to think about it every single game that I play in real life. Um, it's going to be harder, obviously. So I'll have to practice that kind of physical searching through a jumbled deck, but, um, it's translated here pretty well. Some of the mechanics that I've been using, um, are like, I'll write it down. I probably won't ever use any sort of, um, software maybe i will maybe i will but at least for now i've been just writing things down or keeping them in my head and uh it's again like you said worked out pretty well we talked about on the last cast using prize knowledge to your advantage and that's kind of like the next step of okay well you know your prizes now what and so there have been a couple of games where i've been thinking about oh okay i have my draw, I have a couple of draw supporters in the prizes, so I should actually take this knockout here to guarantee that I can do something on the next turn. You know, there have been those sorts of moments where checking the prizes and then being able to use that information has helped me maybe not win the game, but at least make more informed decisions, which, um, you know, certainly contributed in some way to, to winning the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you plan to take, like, physical notes in real life events when those eventually become a thing again or um i've i've never really done that but i think like the older i get probably the more beneficial just having i I, seriously seriously like the mind slows you know the mind slows a little bit and i have so many other things in my brain you're in your (laughs) mid-20s exactly um so yeah, I could see taking physical notes. Uh, it does get a little daunting and stressful at times because there's that stress of, you know, somebody else is waiting for you to finish and it takes a little bit more time in real life than it does online. But, um, you know, I, I just need to get over that. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much over that. I, I kind of just don't care what other people think of me. So <laughs> I took, I took sure physical prize that. notes at the tournament. I played Wacky Smacky and the way I usually yes. did that was... Um, I would shorthand like all the cards. So, you know, I had like a two letter abbreviation that would make sense to me as far as like what the card is. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting because I think you technically can't do that. You can't write in codes. I mean, you can, you can have like, I don't know, AB for acro bike or something, but you can't like write in a different language or something that someone could understand it. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I always thought that you had to, it had to be very um, obvious to a judge what you were writing. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I don't know the the official ruling. Yeah, and I don't I know where where the line is, right? Like, 
you know, I guess I would have to talk to a judge about that. Like, what is the actual line between, um, like, codifying versus, like, shorthanding, right? Sure. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Interesting thing to think about. Maybe we can get some, uh, get some intel from anyone that's listening to the cast that is a judge, how you would rule that. But it's been a good, uh, it's been a good run coming back to Players Cup, and I think I've pretty consistently seen, uh, outside of the rogue decks, I've consistently seen Senescorch, Eternatus, ADP, and Pika, and with Pika being among the least played of those four, and so Interesting. you're, you're ju- it, the meta is just kind of coalescing. I think the people that are trying to win are going to play one of those four decks, and um, that has been pretty much all I've all I've seen amongst, you know, contenders. I've had a few like breathers, which has been really nice things. Like I, I played in the second round, like a Pikachu V max deck. That was pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> I played, I played just today. I played a Gengar Mimikyu Omastar deck that just oh, like wow. didn't do anything. Uh, it, it's been pretty good. Uh, I've had a couple of those breather games, which has been really nice. There you go. There you go. But uh, generally <laughs> speaking, Again, send a scorch to turn it as ADPZ Pika. Haven't really seen too many Colossal or Excadrill decks. I think I faced one of each or maybe maybe two of each. Um, you know, really not much outside of the box. I lost today against a wet Mewtwo, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. got the got the insane setup on turn two. It was pretty, pretty gnarly. They had the they had the Mewtwo with two energy and the Frostmoth and the Silvalli. Like all on turn two, all without a supporter. I was like, okay, well, I definitely lose this one. Yeah, I had that happen in Players Cup too, and I was playing Lucario and Melmetal too, which actually just does not feel very good that matchup, right? Because they have an uncapped damage, yeah. Um, yeah. and you can't one shot a Mewtwo. So it's just... yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I literally gust somehow with Luke Metal. I gusted three times in a row on those Frostmoths, but I oh still gosh. didn't do enough. <laughs> that's rough <laughs> cool so i mean it seems like you know things are going well in the players cup i'm hoping that i can have that that hot run for myself as well um any advice that we maybe haven't already covered that you'd like to give to up-and-coming players cuppers i've just one thing that i've noticed is that the longer I've played like, cause I've kind of done my keys at a staggered rate. Like I've been fairly consistent about playing, um, you know, I probably played 10 last week and 10 this week. And mm-hmm. so, um, I've just noticed that there's been a lot weirder decks the longer I've gone on. Again, it's a pretty small sample size, but like, I, I almost would expect the level of like random decks to get higher the longer we go. Cause certainly there will be some people that just kind of enter just because like maybe to just ruin somebody's day and they play meme decks and stuff where, whereas in the beginning, everyone's really motivated. Um, I'm not sure if that's, you know, certainly don't quote me on that, but that kind of has been my personal experience with players cup where people are just, the longer I go, like the more people are going to try something or they're going to throw in some spice or, um, you know, play a, just a wacky deck because they don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. I was always curious, like what the philosophy is like, do you have people rushing in at the end and, and trying really hard? Cause they, you know, they realize they forgot their keys and it's the last day before yeah. homework is due <laughs> or, you know, is it the people at the start who are like really motivated? They're trying really hard or maybe it's probably sure. more realistically, it's probably a mixture of those two people. Um, 
So. Yeah, I mean, and that's why it makes it so hard. So I'm just going to give my kind of what what <laughs> I feel like experience. has been happening. Yeah. <laughs> my personal experience. So it's going to be obviously hard to quantify that, but uh, that's <laughs> just what I've that's what I've been feeling, and that's what I've been seeing. For sure. I also we alluded to real life tournaments. I feel like we'd be remiss not to mention uh, the World Championship 2021. It's not happening. <laughs> You're right. There she goes. You're totally I know so, it's crazy. Yeah, they just made an announcement yesterday that there would not be Players Cup, or excuse me, that there would not be a World Championship in uh, London in 2021. That has been moved to 2022, and so I mean, we gotta think that it'll actually happen in 2022. But I like the preventative measure that they took obviously pokemon has a brand of you know being very friendly and very inclusive and um you know not that there are not that i'm like immediately thinking of other brands that would like hold the world championships in a pandemic but um you know certainly pokemon like the reputation of pokemon like they just i feel like they almost can't you know they're kind of handcuffed to being like well for sure that's not something we're going to subject our fans to and the risk potential is just too high uh, especially for you know kids and um, and families and things like that. No, I mean, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, honestly, I can barely see a tournament at all happening by that time, like yeah. around August, uh, let alone a championship that you qualify for, you know, <laughs> like we yeah, have to play in prior, yeah. for the play well, in prior tournaments. About, yeah. 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 And then, and then a, a championship that, you know, a world championship, right. That right. brings everyone from around the globe over, you know, that just doesn't seem right. So I right. like Pokemon decision it's not one that um you know i'm i'm necessarily like happy about in the sense that yeah i want to get back to normal just like everybody else but uh it's a good move on their part and um i'm gonna be really excited for 2022 it's gonna be insane like we've just seen pokemon just as a brand like get bigger and bigger especially over the pandemic especially with the cards and so uh, if you've never been to a world championship you'll never quite know how exciting that whole atmosphere is and i think um, you know, next year when we do have the world championships, it'll just be unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's gonna be awesome for sure. I'm I'm generally pretty excited myself. So um I remember being so excited when they flashed that it was gonna be in London in, t- <laughs> in twenty nineteen. Um so I'm still excited now. I think it's yeah. gonna be a really fun experience. Um, but do I think this is a good a sign as any, like, do continue to take like your precautions, you know, keep yourself and your community safe, um, get your vaccines when you qualify, um, and then we'll shepherd in a new, hopefully healthy era of 2022. I know. I know. Can't wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. So JW, I think that brings us right about to our card of the day. Um, I will say before you get into that, if you're starting to have questions and you're in the chat and they're brewing in your mind, make sure to drop them in there. So that way we can get to them when we get to the end of our cast today. So my card of the day, Riley, is one. We were talking about just cards from childhood that make us feel a little nostalgic. And for some reason, I don't quite know why. Like I thought that this card was kind of cool or it just had that distinctive look that I just think of it as a card from my childhood that I just remember fondly. And that is a card from Neo Discovery. It's an Ammonite. And it's in that clay 
Yes, of, the clay ammonite is so cute. The clay, yeah, the clay ammonite. And so <laughs> this card to me just, I don't know, represents something about my innocence and my childhood <laughs> I, that I can't quite put a finger on why it's ammonite. Um, you know, for yeah. other people, they might have had like a starter Pokemon or or some kind of, you know, like maybe a Mewtwo card or a Charizard card or something like that. But uh, I was thinking about it, you know, all this week and I was thinking like, man, you know, what is a what is a card? And certainly there are others, but what is a card that I really, you know, <laughs> could bring some spotlight to that I just think of as being a card that I love or that I loved growing up? And that's Omni. And that's Ammonite. So it has this Pokemon power, Fossil. Once during your turn, you may flip a coin of head, search your deck for a card that evolves from Mysterious Fossil and put it on your bench. Treat that card as a basic Pokemon. Like insane power. Um, yeah, I don't ever remember using this card. It has a bind attack, flip a coin of heads of the defending Pokemon is paralyzed. I, I don't ever remember building a deck around it. Like, I don't think I ever really had any Ama Star cards. Or maybe, <laughs> actually, you know what I... I probably did have, I probably had base set Amastar or there was like a jungle Amastar or something. Not the Neo. (laughs) Fossil, Fossil. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not the Neo. Uh, So I probably made some weird, yeah, Ammonite from Neo with the Fossil Amastar deck and it probably wasn't very good, but I probably still beat my dad with it. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my card of the day. That's awesome. That's awesome. And speaking of like cards and collecting and acquisition thereof, <laughs> I think yeah. is a perfect segue into probably one of the hottest topics in Pokemon in the last week or so. And that's like the collecting and the scalping thereof of Pokemon cards. So if you're out of the loop, um, I think at the high level, the most important thing to know is Pokemon cards are probably the hardest to physically acquire (laughs) that they've ever been, at least for newer sets. Um, So, you know, products are getting mass bought out, especially like these kind of collector sets. So um, Shining Fates is a huge one for that, where they're just flying off the shelves, mass quantities. Um, right. We also have situations like McDonald's is doing a Happy Meal promo, and you know you have people buying dozens or hundreds of them just to try and get the cards that they want. It's a it's a pretty wild world out there right now, honestly. I don't understand. I I understand about maybe some of the shining stuff, you know, where you have the Charizards and things like those. Just are very big cards, but yeah, certainly something like the McDonald's promo. I think I think part of that is a little bit of an embellishment. I there's certainly truth. There's certainly truth to people, you know, going out and buying everything. Uh, but I think to some extent, there's maybe a little bit of embellishment, just like that. Uh, you know, kind of. Uh, there's a little bit of escapism. I think that that people are are finding where they can, you know, be kind of outraged at someone going out and you know buying up a bunch of Pokemon cards that could have gone to the kids. And yes, yes, that's that's true. Um, yeah, and I mean, if you're buying every single Happy Meal, you yes. know, every single Happy Meal out of a McDonald's, that's yeah, that's not a, that's not a great thing to do. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> but, not, like, like, it's not an objectively good but, thing to do. I just feel like that. It's, no, I it's do a agree. Embellished. I think the, and I think what you're getting at is like the quantity of people doing this is, I think, astronomically smaller than would seem to be if you were to read like Twitter or Facebook right now. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I can say with utmost confidence that I could go to my McDonald's and get a Happy Meal, no problem right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so that's, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, sure, be, be upset. I think, you know, scalping, especially something like that, uh, just scalping in general is kind of leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth. But, um, you know, that's, that's the free market, baby. So, uh, you know, you, you look at things like this, you look at just like you said, um, there being no hidden fates, no um, vivid voltage, like, dude, vivid voltage competitively sucked. <laughs> you know, let's just, let's just be straight up. But I have not seen a single ETB, you know, in any store yeah. that I've been in. Walmart, Target, um, I don't know, even like little hobby shops. I like haven't seen anything, uh, which is just crazy to me. So what do you think is like the cause of all this? Is it really just like Logan Paul's? entry into the scene or is something uh, larger at play I here feel i mean it's it's definitely like a nostalgia trip uh 25 years of pokemon so i mean you just look at like just people's nostalgia um come catching up to them uh, certainly a big part of it is just scalpers like looking to make a quick buck i think a lot of a lot of um yeah players that there are a lot of people that are kind of getting wise to like oh i could you know, make a hundred bucks pretty easily if I just send this card in and get it graded and then flip it, you know, like there, that's, I think that business model is going to kind of come down here eventually, probably not too much, but certainly we've, we've seen a peak, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I just think people have a lot more, well, they kind of have a lot more disposable income. Like it's kind of, I don't know, I kind of feel like we're in a little bit of a, of a fake, uh, fake boom for some people like getting the stimulus checks and you're not really, for a lot of people, they're not spending, you know, I mean, my wife and I, like we haven't spent money out like to eat um, in a couple months, you know, we're <laughs> definitely saving, we're definitely saving and the money. Gas on, money, right? Like <laughs> and gas money, like we're definitely saving money in kind of a hidden way, you know, where, yeah, like you said, the gas money, we're not really spending a lot to eat. Um, so we have just like kind of that money in our pocket that we don't really know what else to do with, um, but that we're investing that other people might say, hey, you know what, I can go buy a Pokemon card and flip it, make a few extra bucks. So I think all those right. things kind of contribute. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you. It's a almost a perfect storm we have set up where, you know, you have folks like Logan Paul. I don't think he's like necessarily the progenitor of all of this, but I think he definitely contributed not so much directly, but the fact that there's so much publicity around it, right? Where, um, you know, a lot of these people might not even be Logan Paul viewers or fans, but yeah. you know, we have this whole hyped up card market. And that definitely it infected other content creators as well. You know, you have like Pokimane and and Trainwrecked and all these streamers who are opening up boxes on streams and because they kind of have to because it's kind of it's the, the thing. thing right now, right? Yeah. And so you know people are getting exposed to it. They're like, oh yeah, like Pokemon, it's fun. Or they're looking at it like Pokemon, it's an opportunity for me to make money. Um. So and they yeah. have kind of like the time and money and energy to to do it. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're stuck at home. This is like the perfect kind of thing for that, you know, like taking up yeah. a box and either yeah, flipping it or cracking it. It's just, it's really ironic, though, that the that the slogan of Pokemon has got to catch them all. And then as soon as someone does that, you know, the Internet gets furious with them. <laughs> and they catch all of the Happy Meal toys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, it like it's, you know, it's in the brand, right? Got to catch them all. So I don't know why everyone's so, so upset. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, long and short of it. Like I want to get a, I want to get a box of Pokemon cards for, you know, 80 bucks again. It's uh, tough. But I don't it's see tough. that happening. Yeah. Yep. And I think scalping is just really crappy, but at the same time, like, if someone really just wants to buy like a bunch of stuff for themselves, like I don't think they should necessarily be shamed. So, you know what I'm saying? Like if they, if someone just I really know, wants like 20 ETBs and they want to open all those suckers, and you know if you're yeah. scalping them, that's one thing. Like that's crappy. Uh, but if you just want all those, I feel like those same kind of people are being shamed. And it's like, yeah, it, it sucks that you can't have it, but like you know they did, they did want to have this for themselves. At least yeah. they're not flipping it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like yeah it's, it's just a weird thing it's a weird thing and then you look at like you know even i i just feel bad for like game stores that maybe don't get allotments and that are forced to like really really upcharge certain products and right to and keep it's, up. just weird, it's a weird weird market out there right now and a lot of things are weird like bitcoin is weird and you know gamestop is weird just general economics right now are not making a lot of sense and i think pokemon is just another extension of that yeah, and I think a lot of it just comes down to like we're stuck at home with money and time. So <laughs> there you go. There. <laughs> so Pokemon though has caught wind, and maybe a little bit late, but they have caught wind, and there's they said they're going to do something about it actually, which uh, is pretty impressive honestly. So Pokemon has put out a statement yeah. saying that they are aware that like scalping is a problem right now. The products are very yeah. difficult to find. There will be. It's implied they'll be like pretty heavily reprinting a lot of their products to try and like accommodate this. Um, I I don't know that it does it though because I mean my counter argument to what Pokemon has said and I mean I'm happy like overall I'm happy that they're doing it I'm just not sure how big of an impact it's going to make because um, you know I, I saw the other day Evolutions booster boxes are going for over a thousand like what is going on. You know, it's just ridiculous. So, so you know, and, and Evolutions was a set that they tried to push on us like nobody's business. Nobody <laughs> wanted this stuff. Nobody wanted this stuff. I, you know, was I sold a box of Evolutions for 50 bucks. Yeah. And I was like kind of happy because I got to eat. You know, I got to go out to a nice dinner that night. You know, I did end up eating a box. So I do have an Evolutions box here. But, you know, if you would have asked me, a year ago, like, hey, uh, is that Evolutions box going to be one of the most expensive Pokemon items that you own? I would have said no, no chance. <laughs> so uh, the fact that it's even in that same breath is just wild to me and, and kind of makes me think, um, yeah, thank you, Pokemon, for doing something. But it I mean, whatever they can possibly do might not even be enough. I mean, who's to say, right? Like, car. Yeah it's not that difficult from like a monetary perspective for them to like print it an absurd yeah, amount true. more. Right. True. And so it's about them. I think the decision comes to like, how limited do they want this to be? Right. Like, you know, we could get, we could get shining fates pushed upon us. Like evolutions was pushed upon us. If they really wanted yeah. to, there's nothing physically stopping them. Um, so who's to say, I don't know. I, I think right. ultimately, like once we start getting enough product, I don't. I think scalping would be less of an issue. A because there will be more supply, so there'll be less incentive to scalp because you can't hoard yeah. it all. Um, right. And once the supply actually starts to meet the demand, I think things will start to settle back down. Assuming that we're yeah. able to accomplish that. 
yeah and sean brings up a good point it's just saying like there isn't enough product so i think certainly we've seen like a boom and then it's been um there presumably have been some kind of issues with the the supply line um just being interrupted with with covid related things so um you know certainly if we weren't in a covid situation where there was less supply then yeah maybe this whole thing would have just been the natural kind of flow of of the card um you know inflation but we're just seeing kind of hyperinflation just because of a lot of factors not notably like you said not enough cards in circulation real real well you know i'm I would love to get my hands on a Shining Fates, so, you know, it'd be it'd be cool if I could, like, go to the store and get one of those. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Or go to the store and get one of those, uh, but not pay, you know, three times the price. Because there are, there are some people, you know, I, I follow a couple of local Columbus groups, and yeah, Hidden Fates, uh, Vivid Voltage, or, like, ETBs are, you know, well over 150 it's like crazy out there, man. Yeah, like I want, I want the luxury of being able to walk to my local Target or drive there. I guess <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't walk there. Um, you know, walk inside, go to the little card section by the cash register, and pick up a box of cards. <laughs> yep. You know. Yep. Exactly. A nice little pleasant collector kit of cards. <laughs> Go to the cash register, pay the appropriate amount of money, and go home. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. No, you know, I, I hope that Pokemon's able to achieve that for their consumers. Yep. <laughs> I did. I did also. I meant to mention this earlier, um, but I, I kind of forgot in the heat of the moment of talking. Um, do you realize that ADP effectively got banned from the World Championships? <laughs> That's wild. All it took was a pandemic. <laughs> ADP never got to go to the World Championships. That's so crazy to me. I was thinking about this as soon as they announced it. That's pretty sad, man. Pour one out for a brother. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like, you know, people were clamoring for the ban, and all, you know, all it took, like you said, was a global pandemic to take <laughs> ADP down. It's going to be interesting to look at just the. Um, the just evolution of the game across like a, a lost two years essentially right like the competitive play presumably returning sometime mid uh 2022 and so you know we last played early 2020 and then just to see kind of where the cards are at that'll be a really interesting comparison so they should just release a riley holbert world champion 2021 deck you know just for the heck of it Dude, let's let's make our own world championship decks, tag team world championship decks, and then yeah, we'll print and distribute them. That'd be sick. Yeah, not illegal either. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll we'll call them something different. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought that was crazy. Imagine having like a one of those three turn ADP games in the world's finals, man. Man, that would be pretty fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> all just like an inside job to prevent adp from having that's a right. three-turn world finals that's right that's right yeah it's uh it's like like um oh, what what like kind of the illuminati yeah exactly the forced, poke illuminati. You know, force, forcing forcing a pandemic on the world so that adp cannot win exactly seems doubtful but does it though i mean <laughs> 
<laughs> so we'll take uh, we'll take some questions from chat. We have one from Sean here says, do you think a lot of household names from the 2019 season will have moved on from Pokemon when large scale events return? Riley, what do you think? That's been something I've been thinking about recently. Um, not necessarily for myself, but, you know, I look out and I see a lot of these folks that you know, I play Pokemon closely with that aren't really active in the online scene anymore. They're kind of just living their best life right now, <laughs> which um, I think living your best life can include poke. No, I, I realize I came off wrong, but like they're they're just kind of out there doing their thing. They're not really worried yeah. about Pokemon right now. And I'm wondering, yeah. like, if that'll translate when Poke comes back. Um, mm. You know, I talked to a couple of my friends as well, and they said, yeah, like maybe I got one more season in me and I'll just like try to get to a world. But otherwise I'm done. So I'm I'm curious myself. Honestly, I do think there will yeah. be some amount of people who like use this as their exit. Um, mm-hmm. for sure um, yeah. I think a lot will depend on your perspective and also like the the cross section of household like what do you consider a household name right um, sure I do think there will be some amount of them that will exit um, I think some of them will also though come back even though they haven't necessarily been doing online stuff because um, they just like aren't into the online and they'd rather play in real life yeah I mean I think you look at kind of our group as being a group that just isn't really that into the online scene i mean you know riley i know that you you don't play a ton like i i try to play when i can i i would say amongst you me and andrew like we're probably i'm probably the most plugged into the like online tournament scene uh which is really not saying much again because i probably play (laughs) on average like less than less than a tournament a month yeah i I mean if you go outside us three in the group it's really very little online involvement so yeah yeah so i i think just looking at that like yeah, that's um, but but I think right now this is a great time. I mean, I've been I've been preaching this, too. It's just like if you are somebody that hasn't made a name for themselves and you want to, I think the online scene is a great place to start. And then when we do get uh, turnings back, like if you have played a ton already, you get good. You know, you, you build up those mechanics, you build up the ability to sequence well and the ability to check prize as well, like. You're going to go off on a tear, I have no doubt, when things come back because um, they're going to, you know, I mean, it's just like any other skill, like the more you let it atrophy, you know, it's not like you can just kind of, I mean, there are certainly, you can kind of pick it up in a sense, but, you know, obviously the more practice you have, the more you'll be able to um, to navigate situations better than someone that hasn't practiced. So I think right now is a really great incubation period for newer players um, or players that are looking to kind of break into that next level, be it just from an average player to a good player or from a good player to a great player. Like I think now is the opportunity to do that. Yeah. And I I think honestly, what will ultimately end up happening is we'll have sort of a partial changing of the guard where, you know, some folks might kind of step away from the game but they'll ultimately be replaced by people who have been really grinding and um, end up being kind of really strong superstar kind of players when they end up having the chance. Yep. Yep. So, JW, we've talked a lot about Pokemon, current and future. What are you most looking forward to in terms of, like, Pokemon at the moment? I... I've been enjoying Players Cup. I maybe I'm like gonna get freaking like railed on for that, but I, I don't know, man. I like just competing. Um, I just can't wait for you know. I, I want more official 
tournaments to compete in. I like playing in the online formats and stuff like that. Um, but I much prefer, you know, if Pokemon comes out and it's like, hey, we're doing this thing, this tournament, like I'd rather be there, right? Then than play uh, pretty much anything else. So um, yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying Players Cup and I feel like I found, I think there are opportunities to enjoy the game right now. I know that, you know, there's a lot of negativity uh, surrounding the game, um, but I think that the negative voices are generally just the loudest voices. And I think that yep. there are still, you know, you're listening to this and you're like, why is everyone so angry about Pokemon? It's like, well, they're just voicing their opinion. And so like, I'll voice my opinion right now when I say I enjoy the game. I think it's still pretty fun. Again, not a great format, not the worst format I've ever played in. And I find I've been finding that there's room for, um, high high amounts of enjoyment right now like like my enjoyment of the game right now when i play a game that's really exciting um is as high as it's ever been for any other format so um yeah so i i would say i've enjoyed it and uh there's room for enjoyment right now in the in the game and i i want to play more games that mean something so that's what i'm excited for yeah and i'm sure pokemon will find more opportunities to kind of insert themselves in the online sphere given they have like an extra year to do it so yeah we're really hoping again like that they can um i don't know that necessarily solve the online sphere and certainly the players cup were a really good step in that direction but yeah you you got to think that they should try to roll them out a little bit more frequently or do other sorts of events or um i don't know be just be innovative and, and creative with the way that they utilize their their online player base Absolutely. Well, I will say, uh, if you ever want to see a man enjoy himself playing Pokemon cards, definitely tune in to JW's stream and YouTube videos. I say this not just as his podcasting partner, but I really like watching JW's videos. So do give him a, a sub on YouTube, uh, Flex Daddy Righteous on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well. That's Tag Team Pokemon for the show. Miles with Riles and Real John Walter for the individuals. And be sure to leave a rate and review on your favorite podcasting platforms. Tell us what you'd like and what you'd like to see change about the show. Yeah, that'd be great. We appreciate you guys a lot. As always, I'm Riley Holbert, joined by JW Crewell. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Let's see ya.